Hey, 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 cute people, you're listening to West Side with your girl, Mary Mandfield. Bringing it You know how it goes. Every single Tuesday night, I look after you from 9pm and, yeah, excited to get into it today. Hope you're feeling good and feeling fine on this beautiful Tuesday. Um, I want to start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who asked questions and got involved with last week's show with Nubian. She was our astrology and tarot expert and she just talked us through the prophetic charts of 2022, which I had no idea were even a thing until she was on the show. And yeah, we d- we learned that this is a year to just go for it, communicate your goals, communicate your dreams, don't hold back on anything. And when it comes for dating as well, clarity is key. If you missed the episode, then you can catch it on wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Bringing It Black. You can find it. And it's a blog on my website as well, marymanderfield.com. But that's enough about last week. We are going to jump into this week after one little song. Let's get Drake on for you. And then after that, I'm joined by two fabulous guests. If you're interested in production, in film, as well as getting into media and starting off a brand new career, then I think these are the guests and the people for you. So don't go anywhere. This is Bringing It Black. Kicking you off with Drake, of course, and you're listening to Bringing It Black with me, Mary Mandfield. And let's get straight into it. I'm joined by two fabulous guests. We have Peter from Naughty Productions. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. And we're joined by Nyana as well. Hi, people. <laughs> Super excited to have you both in. This is just good vibes. And um, yeah, we're having a podcast style conversation today, aren't we? This is the first time I've had two guests in the studio so we're going to jump straight in Diana we're going to chat loads to you later on in the show but we're going to start off with you Peter Peter Naughty Rose screenwriter and film director from London tell us a little bit about yourself the journey where did it start and bring us up to present day all right so as you said my name is Peter Naughty Rose I'm from Orpington um, South East London, like in the London Bor- uh, Bromley. Yeah. And it all started in 2017 um, in college, Bromley College. And I was, cr- I was studying creative media production. Yeah. And from there, um, I just realised I really wanted to tell my stories through this medium. And because it was just really easy to pick up a camera, like learn how to edit, do sound, etc. But then I realised that I couldn't really work with people from the college because they weren't really taking it too serious. Let's pause there, right? College can be an interesting place or school, yeah. secondary school, whatever. A lot of people are just there to kind of get through the day and they're not that focused. What do you think set you aside of thinking, look, these people aren't taking it as seriously as I am? When was like the moment where you're like, come on, guys, I've got a different kind of focus here? You know what? It was when we were shooting and then they were turning up late. Yeah. They weren't, some weren't even turning up. That's when I realised, yeah, I just got to separate myself because I clearly have a bigger vision for myself compared to them. Um, So, yeah, it was from that point I was like, you know what? Let me postpone this Mm -hmm. until I go to uni. Uh, Greenwich University and then really do it there where I can network with people that are really taking you know um, their life and what they want to do in their life serious when you say you had kind of bigger visions did you already know at that point like okay I want to have a career in film like writing and 
and that kind of thing screenwriting yeah yeah it was from the get go because mm. there was no looking back like I knew this was this was it for me like this was my life's purpose mm. um, yeah uh, literally as soon as I wrote my first script which was Breadwinner yeah. I knew from that point like yeah this is really what I want to do and I really want to master this craft yeah. and since then I've literally been learning it day by day trying to get better just mould it like in terms of the writing the yes. um, the videography the editing like all aspects and um, just departments of film like I really wanted to master yeah. it and it started off very much as like a solo like a one man team mm -hmm. because I couldn't rely on other people to get it done for me like when you have a dream you'll find that a lot of people don't see that yeah so, so you have that like tunnel vision for yourself yeah. but I'm gonna have to backtrack we have a lot of creative people that kind of pass through and, and come on this show and it's amazing because I think creatives all think so differently and the way that you think in film is so different to how me or Niana thinks and you said you know you sat down and you wrote your first script Breadwinner yeah Niana do you would you know where to start with like writing a script for like a short To be film. absolutely honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like for people listening and for us here in the studio, what does that look like? Does it literally start with like a blank word document? <laughs> does, does it start with like the notes in your phone or how do you even sit down to do that? It sounds like right. such a huge task in front of you. It is, it really is because um, there's a thing that people have which is called a writer's block mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you're basically like procrastination where you're sitting in front of that blank word document and you don't even know what to write yeah. like you might have a ton of ideas but you don't know how to translate that onto the page so um, basically my process is I would come up with the theme mm. so like what's the story about what's the message and then the characters and the world will stem from that and then then I could create the um then the dialogue that would be more suitable for that character. Yeah. So I have the notes, so like I have the scene breakdown, and then from there I'm able to kind of just dissect that into dialogue and then slowly, slowly put it onto the page. Yeah. And it requires a lot of rewriting because you're really trying to essentially master the dialogue. Like you really want it to remain authentic to the character and to the story. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I say that's my writing process, but it's different for a lot of people. Everyone. Yeah. Okay, so you went to Greenwich University. You were surrounded by people who were taking it a little bit more seriously and you graduated. Did Naughty Productions come out after you graduated or when was it kind of made official? Naughty Productions was established in 2017. Oh, we're really going back. Yeah. Amazing. So when I started writing, that's when I established it. But it was originally called PR Productions, my mm. initials. And then it became Naughty Productions in 2018, yeah. officially. Yeah. And for people who've not kind of come across you yet, obviously you are there, you're screenwriting, you're directing, but you offer a lot more services. What does that look like, a kind of day in the life of Naughty Productions? Uh, it's really changed and evolved over the years. Um, initially, it was very much so... I was a videographer, sound. I was even doing cameo appearances, writing. Now I've got my own podcast called the Naughty Cast Podcast where, you know, it's me, my friend, and we've got a couple other guests that yeah. come on. And it's really about, you know, just the people of London mm. and just the people of the streets, just like me and you, um, just 
who have an opinion yeah. to say on anything going on in social media or around the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just really important for me to create that because I felt like it was missing. Uh, a lot of the opinions you hear was very much from like public figures, but yeah. yeah so you wanted to you wanted people to hear more voices like yours and yeah. bring it down a level. And sometimes exactly. the podcasts that I don't know about you guys, but I sometimes see on my feed are just huge superstars who are trying to give like advice. Like, oh, this is my morning routine, or this is how I get my ideas. And I'm like, we all live such different lives. Right. So do you feel like it brought it down a little bit to? Yeah, people who were more on your level. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely did. And I really saw that when I started it, like yeah. more people was willing to come on and it really gave them a platform mm. for them to have something to say. Yeah. And it really kept me occupied yeah. between the releases of my short films. Because mm-hmm. when you're making short films, the process could be very lengthy. Yeah. With finding actor availability, making sure everyone's available on the same day. So the production process can really drag. So in between those moments, yeah. I was able to do the podcast to keep up the consistency. Keep yourself creative. Sure, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Okay, I love hearing about the process and I want to hear a little bit more about Hate to See It as well. Yeah. If that's okay, if you can yeah. share a little <laughs> bit with us. Bringing it um, So I wanted to ask about the process, right? We've talked about writing and we've talked about directing but you actually have a short film on amazon prime right i do yes which is a bit mad it is it is um it was madder at the time yeah because everything is impossible until it's done yeah so that mentality i had back then like everything beyond like youtube yeah was was a myth basically but you know when you dig deep and you know that you're capable of reaching any heights, then it was very much in arm's reach. But how did you get to that point? Was Did someone plant a seed? Do you have really good mentors around you? Like, I know it's easy to kind of say, well, I have that belief, but we've got to have something around us that gets us there. Or I do it, at least yeah. personally. Did right. someone plant a seed for you? Or did someone kind of really instill it within you that like, come on, you can go big? No, you know what? It's just the internet you know google's your friend like yeah there's so much knowledge that you can seek online like you can learn about the whole world yeah. just with one google search like anything you want to know so it really just stemmed from there like okay how do i get a film on amazon prime on google yeah watched a few youtube videos you know read a few articles that was it and then i knew how to do it the best way to go about it Amazing. and that was it okay so share some of those secrets with us let's just <laughs> briefly hear start to present day um of moment of truth yeah so the whole idea of moment of truth was to make it i guess great enough to be able to submit to film festivals so it was it was really about elevation for me mm. Like, I had to make it, you know, like, distant from... Well, distant from my other short films. So I really invested a whole lot into it financially. And I really thought deeply about the storyline and, like, um, a theme that would resonate with film festivals. Mm -hmm. So that required me to 
find like a DOP for the project, Director a sound recordist. Yeah, there's because, a lot of acronyms in this world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Director photography, yeah, uh, film, uh, sound recordist, the gaffer. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I used to do it all myself um, prior. Yeah. So once I gathered those um, that crew together, built your team. I was able to build my team and then create this story about you know taking accountability for your actions, responsibility. Uh, trust so that's really what moment of truth is about and i felt like it was a, a seminal theme and a narrative that's going on today yeah um well that's always existed but i feel like it was important to tell that story from my perspective because mm-hmm. a naughty production is it's very different from any other production so my creative twist on it was very unique and i feel like i wanted to bless the audience with that yeah so you know, obviously I told you about the creative writing process. It was pretty much the same here. Mm. And yeah, once it was all done, um, I got my director of photography to edit it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was literally submitting it to all festivals. I created a budget aside for it and I was able to win four um, film festivals. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, it didn't win four, but it won two. You're nominated for four awards. Yeah, I won two of them. Yeah. Uh, two uh, best uh, student short film of the month. Yeah. And then for one of them, I got an official selection for the British Urban Film Festival. That's amazing. And I got a semi-finalist for the Gold Movie Awards. That is so, so impressive. Thank like, you. Congratulations. Thank you. And I know that the work doesn't stop there. You've given us a bit of a sneak peek of Hate to See It, right? This is your next release? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well you've seen a, a private mm. pilot, which okay. I actually did a premiere for. Yeah. That and Beat and Delete 2, which uh-huh. is out now. That's my latest short film that came on Christmas Day. I did a premiere last year, November 30th in central London. Mm-hmm. And the response was uh, spectacular. But basically, Hate to See It is the biggest project I've ever worked on and I'm aiming for it to be a high-end TV series yeah crime drama series um, which I'm really trying to get commissioned at the moment so this whole year has been my goal to email as many you know agents I'm looking for an agent okay amazing um, listen if anyone's for, listening if you know someone yeah is it like a I guess yeah what does an agent look like in your field of work is it an agent for a certain project or an agent for you as a person? An agent for me as a person. Okay, interesting. But specifically f- uh, for Hate to See It mm. currently. So it will be a writer and director agent, yeah. an agent that represents writers and directors. Yeah. Because an agent would, I would say, you know, speed the process. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to get me connected with executive producers, investors, production companies, distribution yeah. companies who I've independently been emailing, but a lot of them don't accept unsolicited material unless yeah. it's from an agent or a renowned producer. It's like that person kind of like legitimising what you've done, exactly, even though it yeah. shouldn't be like that, but it, it's giving you like that next little platform. So if anyone's yeah. listening, how do they get in touch with you? We'll, we'll go through this again at the end, but I think it's good just in case anyone's listening. Yeah, so out. you can get in touch with me on Instagram at uh, Naughty Productions so that's N-O-R-T-3-Y Productions or my personal account P underscore Rose 98 okay it's so 98 when you were born it was yeah 
baby boy it out was, here doing so much. It's I so know. impressive. I Shut honestly, like, you must be inspiring people around you and people who see your work ethic and your output as well. Because it's not just about having these dreams, these ideas. There's lots of people who will get to that point of like, I've got a great idea for a crime drama. But who actually takes the next steps? That's the important thing, right? Yeah. Do you have something, someone or a belief or something you've read or listened to or anything that helps you kind of push your creative ideas from idea to actual like products that people can watch and enjoy? Yeah, I felt like I've just always had um, a bigger purpose. Mm. So it's just kept me driving. Like I really want to be like financially free yeah. and just be able to just tell these stories so I can't like I'm just never satisfied like I really want to just keep going yeah and I feel like I can give more than what I currently than what I've given so still yeah, lots like, more to still come from just, you still got lots yeah, of potential yeah still got reach. a lot more coming from me um, yeah so yeah just, just just really what's kept me going really and then seeing other um, films mm-hmm. and stuff like I just really try and stay inspired and motivated I really yeah. want to get better with everything I do like every day I wake up I want to make every day count and mm. push I don't want to waste a day like I really yeah like like yeah I really want to put my all into it and yeah. yeah I'm so I'm so passionate about it like hate to see it is something that I see on the on the level of a, the wire I don't know yeah. if you know about the wire yeah. tv show yeah which is my favorite by the way and I really that, that that's the show that keeps me going yes. out of everything listen yeah. we'll be playing this back in however many months however many years and be like look he said it here and um, we're going to talk about love you know yesterday was Valentine's Day um, and we're going to get some LMA on because she gives me those vibes um, but I'm going to be asking both you and Nayana who's in the studio with us about your first loves so whilst this song's on you're going to have a little think alright dig deep and how that your first love ties into what you are doing today. Westside. That one's DMFU, new one from LMA. We're here on Bringing It Black, a show where we share, celebrate and highlight uh, people in the black community that are just doing amazing, amazing bits. And that's why this week's guests are just the perfect example of that. Nayana, we're going to come to you first. <laughs> we're talking Valentine's, we're talking love, we're talking... Can't wait. <laughs> it's my favourite topic to talk about. Do you love it? <laughs> I do. Perfect. Yeah. So I asked you, what's one thing that you absolutely love and mm. how is it inspired what you do today? Okay, so I love a lot of things, but one thing I'll just talk about today is where I'm from. Yeah. So I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from the Caribbean islands of Jamaica, Guyana, Haiti, and Dominican Republic. Oh my gosh, a whole mix there. I know. It gets a bit confusing sometimes. I love it. <laughs> um, but in specific Jamaica, I just remember when I was young and I went on a holiday f- for like almost all of summer. Yeah. And it was amazing. Hmm. And that experience, it was just so great, like just getting to see my roots Hmm. um, and spending time with my grandma as well, which was just, yeah, it was adorable. And obviously the fruits, the fruits that you get here is not the same. It's really not the same. What's your Um, favourite fruit there? Oh, I would have to say Jamaican apples. They look like pears, but they're red. Okay. And they taste really nice. What do they taste like? Similar to lychees, I would say. Delicious. Delicious, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that experience was really good. I got to meet people that I've never met before in my family, which was great. Yeah. And again, 
I literally just spoke bears. I sang a lot. And yeah. I just got to really, like, do you know when you're young, you love to just enjoy arts, culture, singing, dancing, yeah. doing art, swimming, like, yeah, yeah. yeah all of those things. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. And how does that kind of, like, feed into what you're about today? I know you like chatting. Yeah. I know you like baking as well. Do you feel like the food and the taste? I was just about to say that. Yes. Like, in Jamaica, everybody knows that us Jamaicans, we can throw it down in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like that's really been passed on to me. That oh. experience, I just appreciate my good food. I have a little cake business called Naya's Bakes. So, guys, if you need a cake anytime soon, you know where to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that whole experience just really got me in tune with, like, what things I enjoy, which is the sun, yes. food, and good vibes. I absolutely love that. I'm a big advocate for all of those things. Yes. So, good choice. Um, Peter, on to you. First love or a big love, that kind of plays a part in what you do today. It might sound cliche, but yeah. I'd say my family. Because, like, yeah, my mum, my dad, my sister, they're just all hard-working, creative people. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just inspired by kind of just seeing how much they was able to accomplish in life, yeah. no matter the adversities and hardships yeah. like they faced. So it really inspired me to, you know, just keep going and to do more I really looked up to them I still do so yeah I think that's where the first love came so that was kind of what um, that was like the spark Mm. for me and yeah like I've always appreciated them and yeah I'll continue to do so Mm -hmm. oh I love that and that that kind of keeps pushing what you do today yeah exactly yeah because yeah yeah they've just been able to you know, work hard at what they do, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, they give it all, you know, with conviction. Yeah. So, yeah, I just looked at them and was like, rah, like, yeah, like, I need to do the same. Like, I need to adopt these methods, these strategies, just... No one does anything, like, half-heartedly in your family is what I'm taking from this. Yeah, yeah, they don't Mm. cut corners. Like, I always get told I'm always doing half jobs, (laughs) 50-50... Oh, this isn't done properly. Mm. So they're always reminding me. And, yeah, it just keeps you on your toes, isn't it? It just makes you know that you still got more to do. And, you know, that's how great they are. Mm. That no matter how great I think I am, I still got ways to go. There's always more to learn, I say. Your family are there to humble you as well. (laughs) As much as they support you. Exactly. They're Mm. there to humble you. They'll never let you get too big for your boots. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) And with what you do with your your films and, and your productions, do you ever kind of get your family or your friends involved? with things you like look I need like a little background person here or I need my next um, lead actor come come through yeah only if it makes sense yeah I'll do it <laughs> yeah I don't really want to you know just have them in there for no good reason like right. I feel yeah. when the right time comes where it makes most sense then I'll do it but yeah like if there is um like an opportunity for it mm. then I'll definitely you know reach out to them for advice mainly just advice mm. um they've assisted me along my journey so yeah. yeah so like yeah they've really just naturally organically just been a part of it so yeah. um mm. yeah i'll say that is their contribution i love that it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and we are maybe gonna have you for a bit longer on the show but just before we head into um the next song and everything please let the people know where they can find you if they want to check out your work get in touch and just generally see what you're up to with naughty productions 
Yeah, so you can find me on my YouTube channel mm. at Naughty. So N O R T three Y. All my short films are on there, podcasts are on there, so you can check it out. And then on Instagram, my personal page is P underscore Rose ninety eight, and my business company account is Naughty Productions. So the same N O R T three Y. That's where people <laughs> can get to know and. Um, and yeah, before we know it, we'll be just flicking through the channels and seeing your next piece of work on there, which I'm really excited for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. This well, year. you know it's happening. You know, yeah, it's, know it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's really a question of. <laughs> when not if mm, exactly mm, that's the mindset exactly yeah. it's actually been so so lovely hearing from you it's really refreshing to yeah hear your story hear your drive hear your passions and your love for your family and getting uh, inspired from them as well so yeah we appreciate you being here on Bringing It Black Bringing It Black Hey, 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 you know how it is. You're tuned into West Side, and this show is Bringing It Black. I'm Mary Manderfield. We had a lovely chat with Peter earlier, and we've got Nyana on the show. How are you doing? I'm feeling great. How about you? I am feeling good. And look, I think as soon as you came in this evening, we were like, there is a lot to talk about this week. There is. And one of the biggest stories, I would say, is Kanye West, who we just played on the show. Mm-hmm. He really is the talking point of the moment and for good and bad reasons. He is the talk of the town at the moment, he is. Talk the <laughs> <laughs> talk of the world, it's kind of insane. And so if anyone has been living under a rock, I'm going to give you a real brief overview. Um, and we all know, right, Kanye West, superstar rapper, he's been in the game for like 20 plus years. Him and Kim Kardashian were married, they've got four kids together and earlier last year they kind of went their separate ways and decided to split with Kim filing for divorce Mm -hmm. we've had moments where Kanye seemed to be fine with it and then recent times (laughs) he has changed his His, mind and gone back on his word and basically now it's a real public campaign for Kanye to try and get back with his wife Kim Mm -hmm. to remain a family to raise their children together but he hasn't done it in the most classy ways has I wouldn't say no (laughs) his weapon of choice has been Instagram and it has been angry um, and quite explosive I guess we could call it posts and messages the way I would say it he's Mm. trying to get his family back by any means necessary that's how I would describe the situation (laughs) he's leaving like no path untold anything and it's kind of been it started off as a slow burner I guess but basically Kim Kardashian's now with Pete Davidson Mm. uh, the comedian right and Kanye just doesn't seem happy with that. Do you know what's hard is all the K's. I'm like, Kim, Kanye, Kim, Kanye. It's a lot to remember, isn't it's it? It's a lot. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, but so he's obviously not happy with this new relationship. And there's been kind of claims that Kim is keeping Kanye away from his children. Right. There was a birthday party. Well, he was there at the Super Bowl with his um, child. He was with North. Right. Yeah, and that was like two nights ago. Exactly. So I don't know if that's entirely true yeah um but obviously we don't know we're not there yeah we yeah. don't know the whole story all we're seeing is like mm. how it's playing out <laughs> we only had kim kind of retaliating once where yeah. she put a statement out, and this is about yeah. the tiktok thing right mm-hmm. so kanye says he doesn't want their daughter eight-year-old daughter yep, north. north on tiktok mm. kim and north have a joint tiktok account they i think that's quite cute to funny be little trends yeah. and, and things like that and she says you know she monitors it mm. it's not really for north to like go through and the messages and stuff like right. that how do you think this 
how like yeah what do you think about mm. that we have the dad who says no i don't approve of it we have mm. the mum who's kind of doing it in what seems to be quite a safe, safe way. way yeah i would say it's quite a sticky situation because obviously you need to respect both parents wishes especially if they're trying to co-parent yeah. in a safe way they kind of need to bounce off of each other in a positive way i would say but I have a little cousin who loves TikTok and she mm. literally just does dances for days. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with it as long as her mum and our, us as a family are watching what she's doing and making sure that she's doing it in a safe way, yeah. which is what Kim's doing. So I don't see a problem with it, to be fair. What about mm. you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know too much about it, to be honest. All I know is that Kanye has just been posting some wild stuff yeah. on Instagram, <laughs> some very erratic stuff which has been taken down a lot mm. of it like a lot of memes right um there seems to be a conflict of interest mm. there like he doesn't want his kids around another man and right yeah so, I saw that. yeah so it's, i think it's re- it's, it stems from a, a personal hatred you know mm. and maybe love for um his kids that um the fact that he's no longer with kim right and he wants to be back with her so yeah like I don't know. Um, I think maybe Kanye. He 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 seems to like mm. always go to social Extreme media for, <laughs> yeah. I don't know advice or maybe just to express his, his emotions. Um, but I don't think that's best for him because mm. it, it doesn't seem like it's improved. Like mm. maybe his his mm. outlook. I think that's a really good point. And what we have to say as well is that Kanye has publicly said he has bipolar disorder, mm. which you know can look different in all different types of people, but it is kind of going from one extreme to another and often not really being able to channel Mm -hmm. your thoughts and your feelings in, I guess, what we would class as the appropriate way, especially when he has such a big platform, you know, millions of followers, Mm -hmm. so many people across the world know him for his music and for his, like, personal life Mm -hmm. as well. And I think what you said is so true. Is social media the best outlet for when we're feeling, like, super passionate have you ever had a moment mm. where you're like god i'm so angry or yeah I'm you so- just want to get out there yeah but then sometimes in hindsight you kind of look back and you reflect and you think was that the best decision mm. and you kind of end up deleting things so yeah i don't know and you kind of use your platform use your instagram to kind of talk to your followers mm. you cover little news stories and like just a good way to start up conversations right have you ever posted something and then thought yeah, let me take it down, or it's not been taken <laughs> mm. in the in the right way. Well, of course, I feel like with whatever you do, you're going to get people that disagree with it, and there's mm. going to be people that support you with whatever that is. And I feel like whenever I post something, I post it wholeheartedly, yeah. knowing that it could get negative feedback, but I put it out there for a reason, yeah. and that's just what it is. So I wouldn't say um, there's been a situation where I've kind of taken something down, because if I put yeah. it out there first, in the first place, it's staying. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It went up with intention. Right, right. Okay, so when we're talking about someone on like such a huge scale, do you think that maybe Connie just doesn't have people around him? Like mm, I know that's what I would say. This my my friends or my family will be like, "Hey, maybe you took it a step mm. too far," or like, mm, if you're with someone at the time, they're like, "Oh, you might even show them the phone yeah. and be like, is this too much?" And they'll say, "Yes, yeah, too much." Mm. Do you think he has those people around him? Yeah, he, maybe he, he does. Doesn't. He does, but they're just yes men. Yeah, that's what I was gonna like, say. People that just agree with him no matter what, because mm. like, obviously he's at such a position mm. in life. A billionaire, mm. a mogul. So, like, people don't want to challenge him. They mm. don't really Because they'll get cut off. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's very... Uh, like, in that in that circle of his, mm-hmm. I think it's very polluted. 
um, because of just just how he is. Like people just know how he is, so they don't really want to yeah. cross the line with him. Yeah, but not just that. It's a thing where maybe we don't know, but it's like maybe his people that he has around him aren't the right support that he needs because some people live for drama. They they enjoy Definitely. it. So yeah. maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe his people around him and his friends are encouraging mm. some of the stuff that he does and saying yeah because they want to see a reaction. I honestly, both of you are so right because. We know what Kanye is like. Of if he doesn't agree with someone, he doesn't like someone. He is quick to just be like, "Yeah, like get out of my life. I don't want mm. you around me." So if you want to be in his circle, then yeah, you're gonna just agree with everything, everything and appease to him. Did you guys see the message from one of Kim's cousins? Right. So this was like maybe early last week, and Kanye was really in the depths of like every couple of hours was mm. posting something new, whether it was about TikTok or whether it was about Pete or whether it was about Kim. Mm. And one of Kim's cousins texted him and was like, look, I agree with you about TikTok. I don't think North should be on there. There was a lot of talk about the minimum age requirement is 13. She's Mm -hmm. eight. Um, And so this is Kim's cousin is saying, yeah, 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 I I agree. And I support you and I hope you're okay." Mm. And he kind of said, thanks. And then the next message was, I'm trying to buy some Yeezys. Is this the right place to get them from? And trying to get advice on buying Yeezys. And he was like, now is not the time. Like... Mm. Is that not it's the a most bit inappropriate? I would completely say completely inappropriate. Yeah. And you think someone is even there as, I guess, like distant family, but mm. still seeing you as family. Yet they're still trying to get something out of you. you. Yeah. And do you think he'll ever kind of find peace because he always has something people that other people want? People might always have an ulterior motive when it yeah. comes to him because they know his status and what he can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people might always have an ulterior motive. But I would like to hope that there will be some good-hearted people out there that genuinely care about him and his well-being. Yeah. So hopefully not. <laughs> It's like just finding those people. And I think sometimes those people don't all hang around in those circles. Right. You know, they're more like down to earth people. Mm. Where are they? They're not living Kanye's lifestyle, are they? No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... It's a sticky one, I suppose. Maybe they haven't just gravitated towards him. Mm. Those type of people, maybe just because of mm. his energy that he's... Putting off. I don't know about that because I feel like, do you know when people always say, oh, you kind of want to have the people around you that you had from the beginning because those people yeah. are there with, regardless of what you have or what you've accomplished in life. They were there from the beginning and they're mm. there now. Where are the people that was there at the beginning? Like, yeah. is he still friends with those people or... Did he cut them off? Right. Because I would say those are the people that he needs to reach out to, the people that was there before he had nothing, nothing yeah. to his name. Nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that he needs in his life that will appreciate him for him. Mm-hmm. And they actually genuinely have his best interests at heart, I would say. Yeah. We're going to get into that, especially because something is coming to Netflix very, very soon. It might actually be out tomorrow. Mm, yeah. Um, so we'll get back into that. I think there's still loads more to come on this Kanye saga, sadly. Bringing it Right, anyone who wants to give a hug to Kanye, please come forwards. This is what we think he needs right now. This is what would help him out and make all the difference. So, yeah, of course, we're talking about Kanye West and there's just so much madness happening right now and it's easy to get sucked in, right? When Mm. he starts chatting on Instagram, you're almost like, it's like a circus. You're like, I want to see what's going Going on, on. but also I want to, like, distance myself. That's how I feel about circuses anyway. I'm like, I want to see, but like, I don't want to be there. <laughs> um, but he has kind of noted today, he was like, his latest post, I think I saw it just before I jumped in the car, um, was like, look, I realise 
that some of the things I've said might have been hurtful to Kim and mm. I shouldn't have shared our messages. I'm learning from this. And he mm. also says, I'm going to stop typing in capitals yeah. um, because he understood <laughs> that people were taking it as him shouting. And right. he's like, I'm not trying to shout at you. So maybe there is like a bit of a story arch here and we're going to see apologies mm. and, you know, it might all end happily. Mm. But... Who knows? For now, we're still in the midst of it. Also, did you see the Julia Fox thing? Yeah, I did see that. So that's the person he was dating, dating. recently, wasn't it? Parading around and the girl with the eyeliner. Yeah, and she's basically gone and said, well, actually, I use him. Like, mm. she's had to come up from the situation, which is probably true. Like, yeah. But it's just, I don't expect her to actually go out there and say that. <laughs> yeah. But I guess she's living her truth. And she says she's going to release a book. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, capitalise. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising to me. Yeah, it, it it felt like a um like a reactionary mm, thing mm. to the whole Kim and Kanye yeah, I was gonna divorce. say that it seemed like he was just trying to get back at Kim because she kind of moved she on with had Pete. someone yeah yeah exactly and it was he he was like I need to one up and I need to be with someone who's gonna be ridiculous with me and wear mm. these crazy clothes and mm. come to every and event. basically push her buttons because yeah. she did look very similar to Kim and loads of people were drawing comparisons so mm. <laughs> well that's Kanye's thing isn't it he likes to style his mm. partners in a certain way and he's been doing it for years um, but something that I thought was quite interesting and I mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago is Genius it's the name of a Kanye trilogy that is coming to Netflix mm. and this actually comes out tomorrow and I know at the moment it's all about Tinder Swindler which we're going to jump into um, <laughs> a little bit later on in the show but this could easily kind of take over as the number one thing on Netflix um, especially when people are loving documentaries and things at the oh, moment I do love a cheeky documentary <laughs> <laughs> Peter, because you're kind of in this world of um, filming and directing, is there any kind of music documentaries or, you know, musicians that you really enjoy or that you think, yeah, that's given me a real insight into someone's life? Um, I'd say Put Our Papers. Oh, really? Documentary on Training Day 3. I've not seen that. Mm, yeah, on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that gave... That gave me great insight yeah. on like his journey. Like even like the music itself mm. gave a in-depth, nuanced. Mm. Mm. I guess the documentary that he done for Training Day Three, mm. it just it just gave it a bit more clarity. Yeah, mm. and yeah, like it was just everything that he was saying in it, like him coming out of prison, mm. him, like, writing all of Training Day 3 in prison. So just telling his story, just, he yeah. He was really telling his story, yeah. Interesting. That's so, a good uh, recommendation. Yeah, I'd definitely say watch it. Yeah, OK, I'm taking that. Also, um, have you seen Defending Digger D? Oh, yeah, I did see that one. That's, I haven't seen that mm, one. Yeah, okay, it's on BBC iPlay. you got to watch it. I will. Really mm. interesting. Yeah. And um, recently, this week, actually, I watched Legends Never Die, which is about XXX, Tenacian, mm. um Juice World and Lil Peep. Okay. And how they all kind of like had a rise and mm. all died before the age of 21. Mm. Um, but that's also on iPlayer. But definitely check it out. Like really, mm. really interesting. Um, but back to Kanye and to a documentary that we've not seen yet. But basically the interesting thing about this is that it was filmed over the course of 20 years, right? Wow. So this is before Kanye was signed to any labels, before he'd released any music. He was friends with a guy called Kudi and this guy had a very like promising career in comedy. You know, he was doing bits mm -hmm. and he was on the rise and he decided to kind of drop what he was doing and start filming Kanye. And 
you know, probably didn't realise it was going to span this long. But he thought, I'm interested in this guy's career and I want to see where it goes. And it brings us to kind of present day and it sees parts of Kanye's career from him having the car crash, which like broke his jaw, um, to him kind of being involved with people like Jay-Z and being mentored crashing the stage um, for Taylor Swift and taking her award away from her and even him like running for president and supporting Donald Trump so we are getting a lot it's a three-parter so the first part is coming out tomorrow and then part two is the next Wednesday and part three is the Wednesday after that do you think we're going to see a Kanye in this that we didn't know before or do you think we've seen enough of his career play out in the media anyway that it's going to be no new surprises. I would say 100% you're going to definitely see a different side to him because it's hopefully going to show some of the behind the scenes footage that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to see him in a different light. Um, we'll see footage that he hasn't wanted us to see previously, I would say. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're just going to see more of Kanye. Yeah. Um, maybe more of kind of like what you'd expect on... Like a keeping up with the Kardashians, mm. like or like maybe when you TV. saw him, <laughs> yeah, reality TV. Like maybe when you saw him on that program, maybe more of that. Okay, kind of how he's acting in that. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm curious about? Obviously, it's it's been created over the um, span of 20 years. Yeah, I really want to see if he's changed as a person within those 20 years. Will we see two different types of Kanyes within yeah. this trilogy? Well, a lot of people say he was a very different Kanye before his mum died. Died, yeah. So, yeah, he was very close with his mum, Donda. You know, he's named mm. his album after her. But he was really vocal. You know, he has songs written about her. Yeah. He was always talking about how much, you know, he had his mum because he wasn't raised by his father. Mm. Um, and, you know, he didn't grow up with a lot of money. But his mum was that one person who always was, like, riding Supportive, for him. Yeah. And there was definitely, I mean, with anyone who, I guess, loses a parent, but you could see a switch Mm. in how his music changed and a lot of how his kind of attitude was. Afterwards, yeah. And I think sometimes it's that thing of, well, I don't have anyone that I need to, like, be held accountable to anymore. Anymore, yeah. You know you're not going to get that message from your mum of, like, Mm. you went out of line or you spoke too much. Mm. And so, I don't know, maybe we'll see a bit more of, like, that time in his life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, because um, if not, I really wouldn't see the point of it. Yeah. This whole documentary. <laughs> You're looking I for the like, reason of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like mm. that would be the the incentive yeah. to watch it mm. would be to see that potential growth or decline mm. or yeah, like whatever it is. Or change. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. I appreciate that, and I think yeah, we need to with someone who is so public with a lot of what they do. You need to have a reason to tune in to something extra, right? Right. You need yeah. to hear, like, those untold stories. Mm. Um, Otherwise, yeah. what is the point, I suppose? Because we see it all on social media anyways. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm going to give you guys homework. Please watch it <laughs> <laughs> at some point this week and voice note me and let me know what you think of it. And next week I'm going to play it on the show. All right. And, um, yeah, there you go. It's homework for you. And, Nayana, have you had a good evening? Oh, absolutely amazing <laughs> I love it um, yeah you two have both been amazing where can people find you if they want to check um, out your content so if you want to find me guys on mm. TikTok my name is at nayanam.official on Instagram it's the same and then on YouTube it's just nayanamena n-a-y-a-n-a-m-e-n-a thank you <laughs> bring it, bring it.